0: Chapter Number Twenty Nine of Nan Sherwood at Lakeview Hall. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Nielsen, Vancouver, BC. Nan Sherwood at Lakeview Hall by Annie Rowe Carr. Chapter 29. All About the Boathouse Ghost Susan, her black face set in a very grim expression, came to wait upon Mrs. Cupp. "'Go long, chillen,' she commanded. "'I'll tend to her.' "'But she's been dreadfully frightened, Susan,' cried Nan sympathetically. "'She saw a ghost, Susan,' whispered Bess, perhaps a little wickedly susan rolled her eyes go long chill was ghost the boathouse ghost i declare said bess with decision wasn't it nan all black and small and it squealed didn't it nan it was a boy said her chum and he ran down cellar somebody ought to look into it into the cellar asked bess with a giggle As susan shooed them out of the matron's room and shut the door at their backs yes just that said nan decidedly where do you suppose that boy went if it was a boy i know nan said hesitating at the top of the stairs you know cried bess positively goodness me is this another of your secrets nan sherwood you are the very meanest girl for a chum i never told you about this because so many other things came in between and made me forget confessed nan quickly come on let me show you she started down the basement stairs but bess hung back i don't know about following a ghost nonsense it's only a boy said nan he's the very boy who pulled me out of the water the other morning and he's somebody else too i don't know what you mean and i don't know where you're leading me grumbled bess to the trunk room said nan answering one question but that boy could not get in there the door's locked we'll see said nan hurrying on In a few moments they were down the dark passageway and at the door. It was wide open. "'Now, how do you suppose that happened?' queried Bess. "'Mrs. Cup is so particular about keeping it locked.' "'The boy opened it when he came through,' said Nan. "'From the inside?' gasped Bess. "'Do you think he's been hiding in one of the trunks?' nan showed her quickly that the knob on the spring lock was on the inside of the trunk-room door one could easily get out of the room without a key but for goodness sake cried bess tell me how he got in here that's what i'm going to show you said her chum laughing as they walked down the long room nan snapping on a light here and there to show the way She told her chum about the movable part of the partition and how she made the discovery. Bess's interest and curiosity was roused to the highest point. "'What did I tell you, Nan Sherwood?' Bess cried. "'There is an underground passage down to the boathouse.' "'We'll just see,' agreed Nan. They pushed down the movable part of the partition.' It was dark inside and dank and there was a musty smell once assured that there was nothing supernatural about the black figure they had seen bess was as brave as a lion she ran for a lantern which she knew was in the scullery lit it and brought it to nan who sat on the door over the mysterious well by the light of the lantern the chums saw a flight of stone steps cut into the very rock of the bluff on which Lakeview Hall stood leading downward into a seemingly bottomless walled pit. Here's the smuggler's path to the boathouse, Bess declared eagerly. Oh, nonsense! Well, I don't care, cried Bess, pouting. I bet this is the way the boy went down and came up, too, to frighten Mrs. Cupp that may be agreed Nan. what did he want to frighten her for demanded bess did you hear what he said about his money maybe he's crazy oh my and bess hesitated with her foot on the top step if he is we too can manage him said nan decidedly come on nan was sure that the strange boy who had helped her out of the water more than a week before was the figure she and bess had seen in the boathouse and who chased mrs cupp the night of the boathouse party why he was hanging about the school and was troubling mrs cupp and her sister mrs sadie vane was explained by the story susan had told laura polk about the boy who had been mrs vane's bond slave nan could imagine grim mrs vane being very severe with boys nor did mrs cup love them nan and bess went down the long flight of subterranean stairs quite as long of course as the outside steps down the face of the bluff they finally came to an unsuspected cellar under the unused portion of the boathouse there was a trap in the ceiling of the cellar and it was open bess held the light and nan reached up took hold of the edges of the hole and drew herself up into the room then she stooped down and gave her a hand to bess who quickly came up with the lantern great grasped the eager bess if mrs cup knew we were doing this she'd have a sure-enough conniption, as Laura calls it. "'My, I hadn't thought of that,' Nan said doubtfully. "'Oh, come on,' cried the more reckless Bess. "'Well, we've come so far we might as well see it through.' Just then they heard excited voices outside. "'Oh, what's that?' whispered Bess. "'It's Walter's voice,' Nan exclaimed. And that squealy one is the ghost, Bess declared. The two girls ran to the side door. It likewise was unlocked. On the step, Walter Mason held the smaller boy so that he could not get away. Hello, girls, was Walter's greeting. Why, Nan, I am glad to see you out again. But what are you doing down here at the boathouse? And who is this chap? i just caught coming out it's the ghost cried bass giggling i ain't no ghost protested the boy in black shivering in the cold he wore no overcoat his shoes were broken and his hands uncovered the ghost repeated walter puzzled is he what frightened you girls around here and mrs Cup?" oh he frightened her awfully cried bess well i don't care she was mean to me declared the boy and miss Vane tied my hands and feet to a chair and made me sit up all night in the dark and now a feller who used to live at the poor farm and who i met when i ran away from miss Vane, told me that some money had been left me by my father's uncle and miss fane and mrs cupp got it i don't doubt who are you said nan softly don't be afraid of us if we can we will help you bring him inside walter it isn't as cold here as it is out of doors do come in i'm hiring peace said the strange boy plainly glad to tell his tale to anybody who showed sympathy Miss Fane took me from the poor farm. I'm an orphan. She treated me real mean. And I don't like Mrs. Cup, either. I don't see how you girls stand her. I guess she likes girls better than she does boys, said Nan quietly. And now I bet they have got that money from my great-uncle, and I want it, exclaimed Hiram who seemed to be of a rather vindictive nature and not a very pleasant person he was underfed undersized and unhealthy looking how have you lived here all this time cried nan pitying the boy i stole some of that stuff you girls had for your party replied hiram peace grinning and i took other things i found that flight of steps up into the cellar of the hall so i could get to the kitchen at night and then i worked around for some of the folks that live up on the back road and others gave me things and i guess you helped yourself to some of my pigeons and squabs put in walter with some disgust i found where you roasted them well i had to eat somehow pleaded Hydrum, in defense and if i ever get my money i'll pay you back what'll we do with him asked walter of the girls you take him home and feed him and give him an old overcoat to wear said the practical nan all right and let him tell your father about his money if that's true said nan more doubtfully your father is a lawyer He will know just what to do. All right, cried Walter again. I'll do that. Come on, Hiram beans. Peace. All right, peas or beans. What's the odds? Said Walter, laughing. What Nan says to do is always right. The boys departed, and then the chums hurried back to the hall by the subterranean passage. Nobody had discovered their absence but afterward they told dr prescott about their adventure and the door in the partition between the trunk room and the well was nailed up End of chapter twenty nine recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c